This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to Live Mike. We're just moments away from a conversation with Chris Peterson, the Democratic nominee for the office of governor here in the state of Utah. You heard just a moment ago a conversation we had with Deidre Henderson, who just yesterday secured the Republican nomination for lieutenant governor here in the state of Utah. I Every time there is a race or every time elections dominate the headlines, which they do so often, uh, regardless of circumstances, I am always pleased to, in the research of different segments and topics, stumble into little bits of trivia I didn't before know. And, and here's one I just moments ago stumbled into. I want to share it with you before we connect here with Chris Peterson. Uh, and it is the line of succession. You know what that is? The line of succession. We know about how that works at the federal level. You know, if the, uh, if the president becomes incapacitated or passes away, it then falls onto the shoulders of the, uh, the vice president, <clears throat> president pro tem of the Senate, and on down through the various cabinet members. But do you know how it works here in Utah? Do you know the line of succession here in the state of Utah? Right now, as things stand, and this is according to the Constitution, and uh, also there's a, an emergency interim succession act. But very basically, the top right now, of course, is Governor Gary Herbert. Should he become incapacitated uh, or, or pass away in office, that would fall then, of course, to the lieutenant governor. That We know that one. That one's easy. Okay, but next. What about the, do you know who comes next? Who is second in the line of succession? Yeah, it's the president of the Senate. Right now, a position occupied by Stuart Adams. And then, you can probably guess this one. After the President of the Senate, who follows? Yeah, the Speaker of the House of Representatives here in the state of Utah. Brad Wilson currently. Now, now, here are the, the three that I, I wouldn't have guessed. So in, in fourth place, fourth in the line of succession, should uh, the, we lose the Governor, the Lieutenant Governor, the President of the Senate, the Speaker of the House. It then falls to... The Attorney General, Sean Reyes. And then, this one I wouldn't have guessed, but I'm glad to know it now. The Treasurer. And then, uh, sixth in line of succession, uh, this one I'm going to have to send a text message over to Frugal Dougal and congratulate him. I didn't know this. Uh, sixth is the State Auditor, who uh, you, of course, know is John Dougal right now. John Frugal Dougal is sixth in the line of succession. So, interesting trivia. Again, uh, after the Governor comes Lieutenant Governor, President of the Senate, Speaker of the House, Attorney General, Treasurer, then Auditor. Okay, remember that, and then tonight when you're around the kitchen table, you can uh, quiz the kids and show off how, how smart you are. So uh, we, we continue to wait for uh, Chris Peterson. My apologies for, for this delay. Uh, but the, the types of things I'd like to learn from uh, the Democratic nominee, I, I wonder how in the lead-up to the results received yesterday, if there was any strategies applied to the various candidates. If this candidate should win, then we will proceed in this fashion. In that, If that candidate should uh, win the Republican nomination, we'll then proceed in this fashion. Fascinating strategy always uh, going on behind the scenes in elections like this. We do now have uh, Chris Peterson joining me on the line. Mr. Peterson, uh, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Lee, I'm happy to be here with you. Apologies on the technical challenges and getting us connected. It's exciting to be with you and your, your uh, listeners. D don't you worry about it at all. In fact, uh, the, the, the little bit of a delay we had there gave us uh, an opportunity to learn a bit of uh, Utah trivia. Do you? Let me ask you this. Could you name down to the sixth position the line of succession in the state of Utah? 
Oh, goodness gracious. No, I didn't know we were going to have a pop quiz here, Lee. <laughs> uh, no, Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so... You, of course, know uh, after the governor, lieutenant governor, president of the Senate, speaker of the House, and then attorney general, treasurer, then auditor. I didn't know until just this morning. So, uh, so don't don't feel bad if you'd asked me a uh, half hour ago. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known. Uh, but well, now you do, so you'll have to. I'm, I'm glad I know now. There you go. Thank Quiz you the kids much. tonight. They'll think you're uh, super smart. All right. Now, you. Today, essentially, is day one of the race towards the general election in November. You know uh, your opponent uh, is Spencer Cox. As the last number of days since, uh, what, last week, have you been, uh, obviously, been paying attention to who will be your uh, opponent, but do you ha- did you have different strategies uh, plotted out based on who may receive the Republican nomination, or is this more uh, a race promoting yourself? Well, I, obviously, the, the different candidates all had different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I'm, you know, really excited for for Lieutenant Governor Cox. I think he's a real gentleman. He's run a good race, and congratulations to him. I, I do appreciate the service of all the other candidates, Ambassador Huntsman and and the others. But we're going to be focusing on telling our side of the story, uh, building up to the November election. We think that Utahns are increasingly ready for some change and. As a moderate that believes in our free enterprise system, free enterprise system, I just think that we we need to make sure that we're listening to voters and making sure that that their interests are, are being taken care of, and that we have some reasonable balance in our government. There's a question that's been asked by many, including myself. Do the supporters of the other three Republican candidates, do they automatically throw their support behind Spencer Cox? Uh, I think the answer is likely yes. Uh, Your victory, though, would be dependent on that answer being no, in my estimation. What do you say to those individuals who uh, didn't support Spencer Cox in the primary election and may be on the fence today? Well, I think it's likely we're going to get uh, some Huntsman supporters that will cross over for us. But, you know, the, the, the turnout in the Republican primary wasn't that, uh, uh, you know, shocking. And there are, there's a big group of unaffiliated voters in Utah uh, uh, that, that can swing either way in an election. And, you know, we know that there are enough people out there for some of the kind of policies that I support because in the last election we saw expansion of the Medicaid uh, program here in Utah. Uh, a vote for better political boundaries to stop gerrymandering and even medical marijuana when it's prescribed by a physician to somebody who's really in need. If Utahns are willing to vote for those three things, then listen, there's a chance that a Democrat can win because I actually support those policies just like the public did, whereas, you know, the, the, the politicians up on Capitol Hill and Salt Lake City immediately attempted to repeal and replace those laws with watered-down versions that the public didn't vote for. You know, I'm more consistent with the the people are than I believe my opponent is. Interesting. How, how do you how do you spread that message as far as necessary going forward towards November? Well, that's the real challenge for us. You know, uh, uh, Republicans have such a big advantage in raising money. Uh, I just uh, ask you to bear in mind that every time you see one of those TV ads or a big billboard on the freeway or uh, the signs all over the the state, it costs a lot of money to do all that. And everybody, a lot of the people, not everybody, but a lot of the people who are contributing those funds are also hoping that they're going to get some special treatment and favors. And and, and so I'm hoping that folks out there will give me a chance. Uh, You know, we have some 
some real challenges that we're facing as a society, both at the national level uh, and also here in Utah. And it's important for us to have uh, policy-driven conversations about the, the next steps, the best steps that we can take to, to make Utah and our economy work for everyone. Do you think what you said there is, is universally true, that the, at least the, the big money donors, that they make those donations with the expectation of a favor returned? Well, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to be too strenuous about that. But sure. I do think that there's too much money in politics and that that creates real challenges for the public to get their message heard. It, what is clear is that there are Utahns all across the state who are struggling to get by. Thousands of Utahns are out of work. Uh, I, there are a lot of hungry kids that have been spiking in our state. They're not making political uh, campaign contributions because they don't have the money to, to do so. And I want them to know... Uh, that they still get a vote and that I care about them and care about their views. And I'm going to be fighting for ordinary working Utahns across the state to have good paying jobs, uh, uh, to be treated with dignity in the marketplace, in their, in their business relationships, and to have a voice in their government. All right. Uh, Chris Peterson, Democratic nominee for governor here in the state of Utah, running against now uh, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, who just last night secured the Republican nomination. Give us your website real quick before we say goodbye. Thank you so much, Lee. It's petersonforutah.com, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Very good. Uh, quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about a fascinating trend which is transpiring across the country right now of relatively young people moving their families away from the big city and towards the more rural portions of this great nation. Is it a good move or a bad move? And to do so in the midst of this pandemic, is it risky? We're going to walk through some of the details and realities next on Live Mike.